Good evening, everybody, and welcome to Novel Ideas for March, February 18th, 2021. That's 2022. 22. 2022. 2022. <laughs> Boy, I'm all messed up tonight. <laughs> Somebody's been into the wine, it sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't even had anything to drink. That's the crazy part. You're just still into the Kathy Glass book, that's all. <laughs> so anyway, um, we are discussing Eternal by Lisa Scottolini. And I'll go over some of the characters before we start. The three main ones are Marco, Sandro, and Elizabeth, Elizabetta. Um, and Marco's father, his, his parents, his brother, Aldo, and oh, I forget the other one's name. He was Emilio. Emilio, yeah. <laughs> Um, Sandro and his sister, um, Rosa, Rosa, yeah, and his parents, his mother was a doctor, um, his father was Jenna. Uh, and then Elisabetta just it was mainly Elisabetta and her father because her mother left. Mm-hmm. Um, and the woman in the restaurant, Nona? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, her daughter-in-law was Sophia, I think. Mm-hmm. Yep. Don't forget the two cats. <laughs> oh yeah, the most important about the cats. things in the Rick, Rick, Rico, Rico, and I don't remember the, the, the female's name. Yeah, I don't mm-hmm. remember the other one's name either. Yuki. That's it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> and a lot of them. Um, I wasn't sure how to pronounce some of it because the when they were reading it, the accent was thicker because they were doing the Italian accent. And so I wasn't totally sure I was getting it right. So um, did I leave any, is there anybody else of, Real well, the fathers of Marco and Sandro. Yeah. Yeah. Beppo, what was it? Not Beppo. What was Bevy it? Or, or something like that. Yeah, and Mas, Massimo, I think. Uh, a, B, a, B, a, B, yeah. a B name for a B name for Marco's dad and an M name for Sandro's dad. There you so go. There you yeah. Go. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 I was really struggling with them. Yeah, yeah. So, 
anyway, um, I'll go around. Got 13 people here. A good crowd. Yeah, we do have a good crowd. So I'm going to start since she recommended the book. I'm going to start with you, Marsha. Oh, oh. oh, thanks a lot. <laughs> and sorry, I'm late. I my my watch stopped, and I'm like, what the heck's going on? But anyway, I did like the book. It started out for me very slow, and you know, especially with the with the the love triangle there, and they were playing in the park and all that stuff. But as as the book progressed. Um, it became very disturbing and very sad. And um, it kind of, it turned out a lot different than I thought it would. Um, now I missed some of the characters and it's been over, what, two months since I've read it. Um, but, you know, Elisabetta, um, I, 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 liked, I liked her fine. Um, but the way she was kind of going between the two guys, what, what were their names? I'm, I'm sorry. Sandro and Marco. Sandro and Marco. Um, Marco, of course, was kind of the playboy guy and Sandro was the, um, more studious one. And I, I think I liked him the best of of the two guys but just just the way things were going with the fascism and the um the way they that uh, Mussolini kept just taking and taking and taking from the Jewish community and rounding everybody up and putting them in the ghetto it was just it was it was awful i just i never read anything like that before um, and my heart just went out to the Jewish people of, of Rome. And, uh, that's, that's all I've got to say for now. Okay. Alan. Yeah. Uh, uh, uh similarly, I mean, it, it, it was a good read. Uh, I, I, I'm not a huge fan of. I mean, I, I, I've read a lot of World War II books, and I and I get tired of all the inhumanity to man that that that's obviously proliferates in, in books said during this time because it was a horrible time. But I've never read one that was done from an Italian point of view, so that that was new. So you know, we got to see uh, the Italian Jews mistreated this time around. So uh, that was different. But uh, I just uh, it it. it and I say this a lot, I guess because I'm getting older. It, it, it could have been a little bit shorter, I think, in some places. And I know I, I have to, you know, Lisa Scottolini obviously did a lot of research in this, but I did catch her in one error that I'm going to bring up, and, and, and I'm sorry, but they make a reference at one point, and I think it's, I think it's Elizabetta that's talking, but, but it, maybe it's another female character. They're talking about dancing or something, and she makes the comment, that, that all she did that she learned was w with her hula hoop. Well, I'm sorry, but hula hoops weren't invented until the late 1950s. 
and you know, and this was set like mainly in the late thirties and, and, wow. and four and forties. So, good catch. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's a but, good uh, catch. I didn't hear yeah, 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 that. Yeah, 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 but uh, uh, but but you know, uh, it, yeah, it was. And I mean, I, I love Eduardo Ballerini. I mean, he's obviously. I mean, he's obviously a great narrator, and he was perfect for this because he's even got. An, I mean, he's Italian, obviously, but uh, and I can't remember who did the female narration. She was good too. Cassandra but, Campbell. Uh, Cassandra Campbell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She she was excellent. But uh, uh, I, I, I would it have killed her to let Sandro have lived? Though I mean, really, I mean, I really liked him, and I didn't want him to be killed. But that kind of that kind of pissed me off a bit. But you know, that's you know that that that, that that's the way it goes. Uh, uh, I mean, she was going to let one of them live. She could have had Marco get killed. I mean, come on, really. But, uh, uh, but yeah, it, 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 it was a good read and it was, it, it was a good perspective. And I, you know, I felt in a couple of those scenes where that, that one priest kept saying, you know, we, we need to destroy all this stuff. You know, uh, you know, he, he was trying to, he was trying to, t- he was trying to warn these people that it was going to go a different route than, than, than they thought it was and, and not to, tr- not to turn over all their list or destroy them of all the, all the records of all the Jews and stuff. And I thought, Oh man, listen, to, l- listen to him, listen to him. But yeah, but, but yeah, it, 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 it all happened like we knew it was going to happen. So uh, it, it's just, uh, it, it, it's hard to read books set during this time, but yeah. Uh, that uh, you, you don't want to ignore history or, or you'll end up repeating it. But uh, anyway, it, I, I'm mm-hmm. glad I read it. So, so thanks. Randy, okay. this is Bob. I've landed. I'm sorry to be late. That's okay. Go ahead, Bob. You're next. Oh, me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to call you on you. That's anyway. my big mouth. I got to edit this, you guys, one at a time. I, I will. I, I won't give the reasons. Randy, I'll tell you later. But it was a good reason I was late. OK, I love the book. It was a Romeo and Juliet war story. Uh, and it, I didn't uh, never knew. And I taught history that Mussolini was so anti-Semitic. Now, maybe that's because Hitler had his foot on his neck and all that, but he was awful toward the Jews. And in, in, uh, I knew France was anti-Semitic, but I didn't realize that Italy was, and they were absolutely terrible. And um, it, it is hard, but I'm not a teenager, why she couldn't decide between Marco and Sandro. You know, well, I love both of them, I, you know, so on and so forth. Uh, but I just um, thought the whole thing, the great, the great sacrifice uh, that Sandro made at the end, uh, the father who said, leave me behind. I hope I would have the strength to do that if he was slowing them down when they escaped from the mm-hmm. from the camp, the barracks. Uh, and uh, then at the end, um, Scottolini, who is a great writer, I think she's really good, tied it up because they were telling the little boy the story. All of that was how it all started. And then they ended it with, uh, you know, she marries Marco, as you know, and has a little boy and, and a little girl. And um, I just, um, I, I just was amazed. Elizabeth was a survivor, you know. And finally, it was sad that you know she wrote Sandro a note. He was almost going to get out, but then the the guard remembered. Oh no, you, you know, you you have a family in here. Get in here, and you're going to you're going to end up in the gas chamber. Whatever is going to happen. But I thought it was a great book. Thank you. Okay, thanks. I was I want to comment on that author's note when when I'm done. But anyway, um, Jana. 
I agree with Bob. I thought it was a great book. I love historical novels. That's probably my favorite type of book. And it was interesting coming from the Jewish fascist perspective. Wow. (laughs) And um, just the whole depiction of fascism in Italy was really interesting. And the storyline was great, too. I just... I thought the whole thing was good. The length of the book did not bother me at all. I like long books. And this was a really good choice. And I and I thank you for choosing it. It was just it was a good storyline and and a good um, interesting history in there. Okay, thanks. Joni. Well, I I read this book and I was very upset because I happened to be Jewish and I didn't know anything about the um, plight of the <clears throat> of the Jews in Italy and I didn't know that much about Mussolini although I knew that he was just a terrible person but I, I learned a lot um, from Lisa Scalini. Um, I I was upset when I realized what was happening, that um, it was the same, you know, that the Nazis were, you know, I didn't know anything about the Italian, um, the plight of the Italian Jews. And I, and I didn't know very much about fascism. I've never really understood it. But um, I learned a lot. I thought um, it was, I thought it was a little bit long, a little draggy in some places. But then as the book went on, I, I just couldn't stop reading it. Um... um I loved Sandra. Um, Marco, um, and, well, you know, the great thing was that in the end, well, before the end, when the families got together and the love that they shared um, was there and... And I love that. Um, I really like this book, even though I was, well, I spoke with Marsha about it. I told her that I really, when I realized what was happening, I just really got upset because, you know, um, there's so much anti-Semitism around, and it's very scary to me because I am Jewish. And, um, but I'm glad that I read the book. I learned a lot. I like, I, I really love Lisa Scottolini. And I admire the research that she put into it. I love the author's note and the acknowledgments. And, and she's written 33, I think that includes everything. Is it everything she's written or is it 33 novels? Plus, uh, an autobiography and all kinds. Of She's got a couple other ones out there too that she wrote. She did one with her daughter. Yeah. Yeah. 
Okay. Well, that's it. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Rosalie? Um, I like Lisa Scottolini. And I also, they all said what I was going to say, but I'll say, I, I really found it very different about the Jews in Italy. I found that to be different. And that's, and I, I couldn't put the book down. I just wanted to keep reading. And another thing that I found, I found the characters to be kind, you know, you could kind of really identify with the characters. They weren't just cardboard characters. To me, they were real. And I, I, I just, I, the storyline was really, I, I shouldn't, I mean, it wasn't a good, you know, it was a very tough book to read, but the storyline was excellent. I just thought it was an excellent book. That's all. It was real. I just enjoyed it. Okay. The character was just real to me. All right. Oh, and I love the cat. Um, the cat just added so much to the book. Okay, Joni. Okay. Um, I really like this book. <laughs> uh, as much as I didn't get into the book last month, I really was the complete opposite with this one. Um, I liked the way she, um, the the relationships between the characters, and she focused so very much on that aspect of it. And I mean, I <clears throat> it was a tough book to read, but it was a good book. And the thing is, she, um, the the. the the characters, I, I, I was pleased to see that she focused so much more on the relationships of the characters, between the characters, um, more so than the actual um, war itself. Although, I mean, she did, you know, she did talk about the situation and what was going on with the Jews. But it wasn't, it didn't, to me, it didn't seem like it was the main focus of the book. It was, to me, it was more the inner relationships with the characters. And I, I like Alan, I was mad when, um, when, when Sandro died. (laughs) I, I really wanted her to end up with him, but well, and, and the thing is, poor, poor Marco, he had his, he had his issues. He, he. He struggled with reading, and you know, so that's that was the way that got to me. It was like I felt bad for him in that, and I think that's why he sort of turned towards fascism for a while because he 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 kind of shined, and he he didn't feel he wasn't he 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 felt inferior for the longest time, and so when he got into that fascism he he was able to feel good about himself in except that later he didn't okay Liz. um yeah this book was very very um dark <laughs> um <laughs> i uh I, I definitely was wishing that I had more chocolate on board than I did. Um, <laughs> um, you know, Lisa Scottolini is a good author. I've read other books. This was, it kind of surprised me. I, I, it, I think the other books that I read was were much more action packed. I, I don't know what it was. Um, 
but I found that I found it really very depressing. Um, I was grateful for the ending because that, that kind of helped me get out of the funk a little bit, but it was just like one bad thing after another. And, you know, the, just the brutality and to know that, I don't know, I, I just, uh, that that really happened and that, you know, as much as we don't want to believe it, it is still happening to people in this world. Um, and that's hard. Um, so, you know, <laughs> it, it was a dark book, but it was a good one. It was a well-written book for sure. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's basically it. I, I'm, I'm still in a funk over it. <laughs> I hated that Aldo died. I really did. I hated. I mean, um, not that Aldo, that uh, Sandro so, died. Um, he was so close to, so close to freedom, and I know that that really happened. But yeah, I feel like I would have liked a, a little gift for the reader because there's been already mm. so much sadness and destruction. And, <laughs> so yeah, that I didn't like that at all. But anyway, thanks. Okay, thanks. Allison? I really liked the book. I mean, how can you like a book like that? But I thought it was very interesting, and I haven't read or heard that much about things in Italy that happened. And so in that sense, I thought it was, you know, I learned a lot. I really like Lisa Scottolini, and, and I've read a lot of her lighter books and the ones she's written with her daughter. Um, and she, as I'm sure if you listen to her interview, she, uh, she was from Philadelphia. And I'm, I was originally from Philadelphia. So, and I read a lot of her columns when she was in the Philadelphia Inquirer. Um, and they were usually very funny. But I thought it was a good book. I thought it could have moved a little faster in spots. And the accents were kind of hard to listen to. I was thinking of Bob because he said somewhere on one of the lists that accents were really hard for hard of hearing blind guys. And, and I think they were kind of tough. But it was a good book. And uh, now I'm reading <laughs> for... Um, for uh what is it library without walls uh i'm reading a book about world war one because it has to be something about um it has to be a, a book by a foreign author or internet you know an inter international author so now i'm reading about world war one <laughs> so i seem to be yeah. in a in a niche there but one of the reasons I'm reading it is because it was written by, it was read by Mitzi Friedlander. And uh, I, I just wanted to read that. But, but I really did like this, this book. I thought it was very interesting and well-written. Okay. Thanks. Sherry? Mm -hmm. Yes, I really like this book tremendously. And that's a hard thing to say, given all the darkness and horrible things that happened. But somehow when it's historical fiction and you know those things really did happen that makes it easier for me to tolerate them i thought it was interesting to see how marco grew through the book in the beginning he was so immature and by the end he had really grown up and realized his mistakes and admitted his weaknesses etc cetera, etc cetera. 
um, I thought that one thing I did roll my eyes at, and I know it happens that women get pregnant the first time they have sex, but it happens in books a lot more than it happens in real life. <laughs> and, and I just knew she was going to be pregnant. You just, you know, and I'm like, oh, Lisa, don't do this. But she did. But in any case, it worked out well. Um, that's my only complaint. <laughs> I have to find one complaint. Um, I also wondered, and you guys can tell me, I, I thought at the end we didn't find out what happened to David, Rosa's husband. We found out that Rosa was had been in the Vatican, and that is true, by the way. I took a class on religious opposition to the Nazis, and the Vatican gets a certain amount of criticism that they deserve, but they did shelter people. And even Hitler was a little bit intimidated to try to go into the Vatican and, and get people out. So he did not. So that part was true, too. Um, and, oh, man, there was one other thing I wanted to say. And I, now I don't remember, of course. But in any case, if somebody could let me know. Oh, I also I thought it was nice the way at the beginning we just had the three teenagers for quite a while. And once we got used to all the characters, then she slowly started introducing a chapter or two by the adults. And I thought that was handled very well, the way she did that. By the time she did it, you knew who they were. If she would have started throwing in chapters narrated by seven or eight different people from the start, it would have been kind of confusing to follow. But if somebody can let me know what happened to David, if I missed it, that'd be great. Thanks. Uh, he, he was okay. Um, yeah, he, yeah, he they, was okay. They went That's on to what have I two children. Yeah, he and Rosa went on to have two children. They, yep. had, they had two children. Yeah. I'm trying to remember which one Rosa, which ones were Rosa, Rosa was the girl they, they got out of the, ho the hospital. Sandra's sister. Yeah. yeah. And oh. she went in the convent. They saved her in the convent away. Oh, she had, she had that right. cave, the okay. K virus. Yeah. Is she Sandra's yeah. sister? Was she? I don't remember. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, she was. Okay. I, I think oh, David and Rosa virus. ended up living in England, didn't they? Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 They, yeah. But she came they back. Moved. She came. Yeah. She came back. Yeah. Okay. But no, no, they I moved mean, to but, London. But at the end okay. End. Let's see who else That's is there so we can comment. Carrie was wondering. Okay. You haven't forgotten me yet. Yeah, let's uh, no, Ruthann, Ruthann is unmuted gonna, too, Brandon. I, I know, but let's let Marsha finish. What Whoa, you guys, say. this is hard to edit when everybody talks. I'm sorry, including me. I'm done. I was just, I just was saying okay. that, that Sherry wanted to know what happened to Dave, to David, and and yeah. they were living in London. That's all I was going to say. Okay, thanks. Okay. Okay, Ruthann, well, go ahead. I also like this book. Uh, I didn't like everything that happened, but it was, I, I, I thought that. The 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 children are they they the young people Elisabetta uh, working in the restaurant and uh, you know how they talked about her and and uh, each of the many of them had kind of a, a weakness now Alessandro was a math prodigy and was going to be studying at the, with this noted professor and everything uh, Marco couldn't read he was dyslexic they didn't know what dyslexia was at that point but he he was managed with his memory and everything to kind of fool them and in making that he he thought that you know that they thought that he you know was it but he, they the reading business did come out in the book uh, it was interesting to see how little by little things were taken from the jews in the book that uh, first uh, Alessandro or whatever his name was, was 
they wouldn't let him go to school anymore. And, and uh, you know, how that all, all happened. And little by little, things were taken from him. And, uh, I was sorry to see him die the way he did. I, I kind of wish they'd gotten together, but they, they did, but they, you know, didn't. I enjoyed the uh, interview by Lisa Scottolini at the end of the book that she talked. She gave quite a, an interesting, you know, talk. She thought, you know, as to how she wrote, decided to come up with this book. I think that uh, the, uh, the, the man that read the Italian part, I think he was a, the, the accent could Great. have been a little bit less it's for understanding's sake uh, but I, I I thought that was you know it was actually read very well and but I thought I thought that when because most of us many of us didn't realize uh, what was going you know how things really got in Italy and uh, she told, at the end, how which of the characters were real? Uh, many of the, you know, the characters were actual people, and of course, Mussolini was real. And uh, I, I thought this was a good book and really explained how things had, uh, you know, what what happened in in Italy. But all in all, I, I enjoyed it. I, I I can't say that I, you know, it was it was a dark book, but. It was part of our history. Somebody's breathing loud. You okay. Don't breathe. Who's breathing like that? <laughs> don't breathe. Just, <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah just, just back away from the mic a little I bit. I say these really because these, these, these are podcasts that go all over the world, guys. You're famous. Yeah. Um. Okay. Carla? Well, can you hear me? Yeah. Yes. Okay, I um, I really, you know, I can't say I enjoyed this book. Um, I'm not saying it was a bad book, but it is. It was dark. Um, but you know, I found really interesting the ingenuity that some of these people used to outsmart the Nazis and to outsmart. You know the these the, the fascists. I, I I think that it was, for example, really interesting how they invented that syndrome K in the hospital. Yeah, and that, yeah, that, that, was a, yeah. was that was great. Yeah, that was great. And that, that was that's a true. That's true. I mean, she didn't make that up. That really happened. Yeah. And uh, also how he um, he made that fire and um, you know um, killed the Nazi and took his uniform and got into the camp and um, you know but I I wish that they could have gotten the father out um, but yeah. I thought the book was well written I think the book was well read I did enjoy the interview and I spent some time reading the the notes that that she wrote you know the the um at the end um you know all the notes about the book too because there was a lot to derive from that and if we ever if we had some time what i would like to do is i'd like to hear bob acosta 
justice commentary on um, how, because you know history was his th- you know is his thing that's what he taught social studies about the parallelism there's a great deal of parallelism of the Italian fascism and the German Nazism when you think that Mussolini was in power from from um, 1922, he and he started out as a, a journalist, and then um, he was in power until 1945, and he was he was executed, um, of course, by you know by by the Italians. But um, it seemed like there was how he just sort of was in bed with Hitler, and um, at first he wasn't, and then they they propped him up, and I mean there's just so much. <clears throat> the backdrop of the history. Excuse me, I'm just not feeling really well tonight. So if I sound bad, I've, I've got a screamer of a migraine, and I'm just really weak tonight. But anyhow, um, it was uh, it was interesting how all that was all woven together. And I, I don't know if Bob has time to comment about anything that he might know, any more that he might know to lend a light on this because um, it, it was it was very interesting. Okay, well, we still have Deanna to hear from and me. I haven't taken my I'm here. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Wasn't sure because I thought I hit the got it button, but but it moved so quickly that I wasn't sure that I actually did. Um, Sometimes it disappears before you can get it. I liked the book. It was well-written. I like books about interpersonal relationships um, that are people-driven, place-driven. I like historical novels. They are sometimes hard to read because they show us some of the failings of humanity. And I think it's an important thing to remember because we live in a time when there is a fascist element in this in this country we happen to live in that is trying to deny people their rights to health care to the vote to and if we allow that to be taken away from anyone it doesn't take too long before you're part of that anyone the fascists were not real fond of us people with disabilities i mean they murdered children and use them experimentally to um, work out the gas system before the, they ever set up the concentration camps. Before the war started, they were convincing parents with disabled children, especially those that were born with a disability, to send them to special institutions where they could be cared for. And they were often starved and um murdered there because they didn't feel that you know that was part of their Aryan dream that you know imperfection was not acceptable and so all of us would have been on that list just as people like Judy Human who got polio at 18 months you know a lot of people would not have survived had we been in any of these countries that were taken over by the Nazi regime. Fortunately, the Catholic Church actually was strong enough to do a lot of things, not not just the Vatican sheltering people, but throughout Europe, 
Catholic priests faked um, baptismal certificates and other proof to hide Jews by giving them a Catholic identity. Um, lots of things were done in different countries. It's not just what happened in Poland and Germany and um, you know, the, the Nazis also killed a lot of gypsies and people with disabilities. So, yeah, um, people with with mental issues were killed. You know, a lot of killed because they weren't considered good Aryan <laughs> people. Yeah, so it's yeah. something we have to recognize and be alert and use our voices um, and vote. <laughs> so that's my soapbox right. for the night. <laughs> okay. Well, thanks. I had a really hard time getting into this book because it was slow. And like Alan, I have read a lot of World War II books. And so I had to psych myself up to read it. And by the time I was done, because I started reading it just after Christmas, and by the time I was done, I I was joking, saying to a couple people, I actually, this book was called Eternal, and I feel like I've been reading it for an eternity because <laughs> I was just reading it for so long, a little bit at a time. But once I got into it and actually sat down to read it, I really enjoyed it. And it was, I thought that the narration was beautiful it was lisa scottolini said in her interview that it was a performance and it was they those readers did a beautiful job and that but it was i have to agree with you bob accents can be very difficult if you have a hearing impairment and some of that's why i struggled with some of the characters because i couldn't really understand some of the names and I knew who they were, but I couldn't tell you their names. So, but Lisa Scottolini's research was excellent. And like everybody else, I learned a lot about Mussolini and Italy. And I was telling my sister about this book and her husband, my brother-in-law was born in Germany. His father met his mother when he was over there serving in the war. And his mother told my sister one time, she was, she grew up on a farm and she said, and of course she was uneducated and they of course didn't think for themselves. And she said, they believed everything Hitler told them once they realized what was happening and what he was really doing, they didn't like it, but they believed him in the beginning and they, they followed him because they thought he was right. So it was interesting. They don't tell you much about Italy in history. At least I don't remember learning about it other than Mussolini was evil. Randy, could I make three comments, quick yeah. ones, after you're done? Yeah, go ahead. Well, first, I was very naive when I was in college and probably later on. I said a Hitler will never rise in America. 
Well, I don't say that anymore. I don't say that. Anymore. It's frightening, as as Deanna brought up, the loss of the vote, the loss of integrity, dignity, and so forth. That's number one. Secondly, I had a guide dog instructor who was in the German Navy. He was a Nazi. And he told me when I was training with my, I wanted to take him because he was an outstanding trainer. His daughter married a Jewish uh, kid. Uh, you know, he always boasted about, I'm not prejudiced, but he, I think he was, but he told me, had you, had you been in Germany or had Hitler taken over this country, there would not have been a national federation of the blind. Of course, I told him, then you wouldn't have a job training guide dogs either. So, but he believed it. He just said, if had he taken over, he said, I saw Long Island from the wrong side, you know, and so forth. And, uh, but he, he knew dogs. He loved dogs far better than people. Anyway, that's the third thing. Carla, I'm, I'm hardly an expert, but the difference between fascism and Nazism, the fascist says, we take your property, especially Jewish people, in the name of the state, God save the state. The Nazis take your property and shoot you to death. Thank you. Yeah. Um, Everybody go to sleep. Sorry. No, that was interesting. <laughs> no, no, that was interesting. That was really interesting. I wish I'm you could elucidate on that some more, Bob, you know, because, that, you know, that's a good summation. But, um, I mean, can you make, is there any time to make a little more commentary on that? That really, with, we, didn't, we didn't teach Italy. I mean, we knew about Mussolini. And I probably took it in grad school a little bit, but it, no, it was Hitler. It was, you know, when the United States history and our role in the war and, uh, you know, and so forth. So I'm, I'm hardly an expert. I probably could find you one, but uh, well, I say I am you, when I'm not. I thank you for the comment, though. If you go to the um, Holocaust Museum in D.C. I've been to the, the LA, the LA yeah. one, Intolerant. Yeah, yeah there's a in one of the rooms, there's a picture on the wall of a little boy that, and there's a, a what do you call it, a description. And it says that this little boy, I forget what his disability was, but he was used in research and it shows him in this picture and he's all, it's, it's a, it's a gruesome Picture the, from where the boy in the striped pajamas. That's pretty good. Oh, that's a good book. Yeah, it's short. Oh, yeah. And my we and we went, is... Randy, we took my German reader to the Museum of Tolerance in Los Angeles. She was totally quiet. And my Jewish reader, Shirley, was with us, and she said, Barbara, why are you so quiet? Because they'll arrest me. She's Barbara, this is a museum of tolerance. Look up the word tolerance. You know, they were going to arrest her, but she wouldn't talk. <laughs> Which was good because oh I know she talked too much sometimes. <laughs> I, I wanted to say something. Who remembers that one? I wanted to the say boy something. in the striped pajamas. May I say something? Tony told me about that. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, I've been reading a couple of books that I think really kind of bring things to date as to like the Trump situation. Uh, the book is called Peril, and this is by Woodward oh, yes. and. Uh, Bob Costa, and it really tells, it really is a book telling what was going on in the White House at the time, and and in it, it told the whole story, not just what Trump did, but but the whole 
what was going on. And another book that I read, I think it was called Midnight in Washington. It was by Adam Schiff. And um, he, his contention is that we almost lost our democracy in this country and we still might, but uh, it was uh, uh, both of these books were, well, they were, they're dark books, but they're very good uh, books to, to read. You know, going back to the idea of uh, fascism, I think it was depicted, the progression was depicted well in this book because a lot of times, according to my understanding of what I've read, when uh, fascist leaders start out, they're often perceived as working for the people and doing good things for the people, whether it's improving infrastructure or whatever, and then they gain too much power and the power goes to their head and and they become horrible people. And the fascists in this book were not horrible people. They were people who were deceived by that perception that he was, Mussolini was working for the people. And then as his power grew, then they finally realized what was going on. But I I did think that that progression was depicted really well in in this book because that's how fascism kind of Mm -hmm. works. It does. Wow. And Janet, they they said of Mussolini, he made the trains run on time. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's what he did. The same thing was about Hitler. I mean, Hitler came Mm -hmm. on, he was very popular. He really, the people were really benefiting and then he just kind Mm -hmm. of And that's the kind of thing that I think is being pushed in this country, that Mm -hmm. that immigrants and uh, people that have to have public assistance, they're taking all the money from the government and you're not getting Mm -hmm. your fair share and you're being cheated and you you know, you deserve so much more. And it's especially appealing to the blue collar population in the former areas where coal mining and steel making and industry was was dominant for over a hundred years. And now we have all these empty mills and empty factories because the very wealthy find it it is more uh, less expensive if they move making Oreos to Mexico. I know. <laughs> you know, yeah. you know <laughs> that we don't have the industry we used to have and we don't make enough in the United States. I mean, you look yeah. at Walmart that was founded by, you know, Sam and yeah. his idea was made in America, well made. And then yeah. when his kids inherited it, it was Buy it as cheap as you can from India, from China, yes. from wherever. Mm-hmm. So right. you can sell yeah. $5 t-shirts made in sweat factories where people live at slave wages with no benefits no. and yeah. extremely difficult living conditions and where children are employed. They don't care where mm-hmm. the sourcing oh. is from. One thing that came up in this book that I thought was interesting was... Okay what it would be like to be there, one of us that was not Jewish and just feel helpless. I mean, you can't fight them alone. And so many people did join the resistance and how incredibly brave that must have been and how hard and how admirable. Because I I don't know what I would do in that situation. You'd feel horrible, but you aren't going to step out there and stand in front of a Nazi and say, don't take this guy. 
Sherry, Shawshake's Redemption. What was that one? He helped. He was a non-Jew. Yeah. He helped yeah. Jewish people. Yeah. Lots of people do. It's an old movie. It's a great movie. Yeah. It is. Oh, a great it movie. sure is. Yeah. Schindler's yeah. List. I just want to comment. That's the one. Yeah. 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 Shawshank Redemption is about prison. Shawshank's about a prison. Yeah. <laughs> that was Stephen oh, King. Yeah. 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 It was a good well, movie. I knew what yeah. you meant, though. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I, well, I, just I, gotta, I, I just want to say. Oh, Joni wants to be trying to say something. Wait a minute, Joni. Hold on. I was just going to say it's a shame that this didn't take place in current times. Because yeah. the late night talk show guys would have had a field day with El Duce. I mean, <laughs> I mean, yeah. El Duce. I mean, yeah, it's just it's too easy. Yeah. I think Zoni wanted but, to say something. Yes. Yeah, I did. just wanted to comment about the um, book, The Boy in the Striped Pajamas. That is a book that everybody should read. It is, it had such an impact on me. And, and I think that everyone that has read the book or has seen the movie, the movie was done very well. And um, it, it, it's, it's, it had such an effect on me. Um, read it. It's very short. Yeah, two hours but or so. It has, yeah. It's really short. It you know. Tony told me such, about it. Because when I read it, I just... I, I was amazed. It, it's it's I'll it's have to one read of it. the yeah you guys yeah, read it. it really yeah, is maybe we could read that one time as one of the books. Allison's got a handout, oh. Randy. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead, Allison. Thanks, Bob. Hello, Allison. Allison, go ahead. There we go. There you go. Okay. Okay. Um. Is the, I've never heard of the, the boy in the striped pajamas. Is it on Bard? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. Do we know who it's by? I don't remember. I forget. I, I used forget. to know his name. And it's in um, Bookshare, I think. And, and, it's and also, yeah, it's also in Bard. Yeah. Maybe we could talk about our next book before we t- started talking too much about the boy in the striped pajamas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I just wanted to make, um, oh, shoot. I was, oh, um, I like how Marco came around in the end. He he was very angry with his father when he found out that his father had had an affair with Elisabetta's mother, and nobody commented on that. But anyway, um, and Marco was very angry with him for the longest time. And then finally he came around. That was when he started to realize that fascism really wasn't for him, I think. And, and I cried buckets when Sandra was killed because I really wanted him to live. Yeah. Yeah. My favorite character was Nona. She was a, the the hardest oh, hitting. I loved her. Great. Yeah, great. Great. Oh yeah, I loved her. I mean, what's not to like about that? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 I wanted to go to her restaurant and eat some pasta. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and she didn't take any guff from anybody. No, no, no she. Oh. Yeah. 
And she knew fascism was for the birds right from oh, the yeah. get yep. She so, spotted her. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I also liked Elizabeth's bravery when she went and, you know, she sort of flirted with that Nazi. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. When, she, when she threw the dish of pasta over his head. I think a low point was when her father came to the restaurant drunk and threw out oh, everything no. was going to get later. Oh, so yeah. And she even, the author even made him sympathetic once you found out what had happened to him. You know, his whole career was destroyed by the tough guys. Uh Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And I felt, I felt so sad when Nona died because she was like a mother to Mm -hmm. Elizabeth. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she was. She was was more of a mother than her own mother was. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I loved how oh, her she mother stood was up a creep. She just yeah. left. Yeah. Randy, what's Randy, the next book? And the net, and I loved how they had that meeting. She got the restaurant owners together, yeah. Nona, and yeah. she stood up to the one she people wouldn't put signs up. Yeah, oh, she, I remember. Yeah, she she stood up to them. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Okay, Can well, you tell us the next book because I got to go. The next okay. book, the next book is Legacy by Nora Roberts. It's oh. DB one zero three three six one. Okay, could you repeat the number, please? One zero three three six one. Legacy by Nora Roberts. Yeah, it's a good book. Oh, thank you. It is good. What's the general premise of it? It starts out when um, Lena and her daughter, Lena is a fitness guru and she does videos. And when her daughter is seven, her father shows up and attacks them. And Lena kills them in self-defense. And um she takes Adrian, her daughter, to live with her parents for the summer. And it follows Adrian through the years, and she becomes friends with people in her grandparents' town. And and then when she's a teenager, she starts her own videos. Don't tell us too much. No, I was <laughs> just gonna yeah, say right there. I, I'm I will add, right I will add that there is a stalker in the midst of that happiness. That's it. Period. I don't think there's going to be a lot of vir- violence again, is there? I don't want to promise. <laughs> well, she just said somebody got killed right at the beginning. <laughs> yeah, she just said it. Well, that, that was you, justified. You learn that in the annotation. That was anyway. justified, though. Yeah, I know. I mean, in that terms was. of violence. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd say that's some and violence. And you, you learn about that in the annotation. So I didn't tell you anything more than. No. Oh, I wasn't accusing you of that. I was just pointing out <laughs> no, that I, violence. I know. And, um, yeah, I know. I just was well, saying. I stopped. When do we right meet, Randy? What day do? We, where do we meet? March. Something. Same day. Same same day. Same, same day. The March eighteenth. Same, 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 same time. Same station. March eighteenth. Yep. March eighteenth. March eighteenth. Okay. Thank you. All right. Yeah, February and March have the same date. Yeah. It, for yeah that makes it easy. February and March something. Yeah. Know. Okay. All right.
Well, thank you, thanks everyone. A lot, everybody. Thanks, thanks everybody. Marcia, thanks for choosing the book. Thanks, Randy. Yeah. Everybody liked it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was dark, yeah. but that's what war is. My yep. gosh. Yeah. Okay, Bob. We're done. Thank you. Take care, everyone. Have a good weekend, everybody. You too. Yeah. You too. Bye bye. Have a good weekend. Bye.